And since I'm still young enough for opportunity to keep knocking at my door, I'm going to answer it and seize it. Opportunities to learn, opportunities to expand my creativity, opportunities to enhance my quality of domestication. And adventure, it awaits. I used to find myself on a lot of road trips that often evolved into memorable debauchery. And that was fun. And that can still happen, just not as often. But I can also create a road trip adventure with a five-year-old to Milwaukee for a weekend. We'll load up on candy and late nights and who knows what else. So now I've got more opportunities for more kinds of adventures. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Happy birthday, you 47-year-old man. 44 years. 47 years. It's crazy. 147 years. 147 years. How was your birthday, Ben? I was it was good. Um actually, no. It was it was really good. Um first of all. The Jacob gave me a nice birthday present by saying Dada for the first time. Okay, that's a good, that is a great birthday present. I think it was kind of an accident. You know, like he didn't look at me and go, Good morning, Dada. Happy birthday, Dada. It was just kind of a, <laughs> you know, baby Dada, Dad. But he did, but it was, those were the words, and I'm taking them as a win, and I'm yeah, taking them as mine, it. and I'm taking them as purposeful it reminds me it reminds me of my cousin my second cousin we went uh from where she was talking about buying her granddaughter a baby you know a, a little baby doll and found she found she was so excited she was talking about how she was so excited that there were so many different uh skin tones Mm-hmm. in the in the choices that she had that she didn't used to have that many choices so she picked a little brown uh baby and uh and and she pressed the button it's got a flower on the thing and it'll cry and it'll laugh and then it and then it and then it just does garble it just does you know gibberish baby gibberish and i went are you sure that wasn't mexican <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's offensive that's offensive Anyway, so um, he said, yeah, Dada, we're taking it as a win. That's a good birthday that's gift. That's good. Um, had a good dinner. Katie made a yummy dinner uh, Friday night. My birthday was on Friday. Yes. And then had the long weekend, which, you know, is always nice on my birthday because it kind of just lets celebration naturally. Because I'm not one of those that's like, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. It's I don't do that. But, hey, man, we got a whole weekend to play with. Let's do it. Let's have people over on Sunday, you know, and it just kind of extends the celebration so um on saturday we brought the sailboat in and harry's five now so he's that was the deal with katie's that when he's five he can come on the sailboat because the sailboat's different than like the big power boats totally totally um but yeah he went sailing for the first time and he's an official like i mean an official quote-unquote sailor but like he's had his maiden voyage on a sailboat so there are officially now three generations of sailors in the himmel family which i realize this is like the most uh overprivileged white guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm aware of that hello 
Oh, darling, we're three generations of sailors. It's a, it's a thing. It's a, it, it makes me feel good. Like this. Yeah. Well, it's a part of your legacy. Yeah, yeah, it's a part of your legacy. That's yeah. But he did such a good job, and he had so much fun, and yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. And then we had people over on Sunday and just grilled out in the backyard, and um, nobody, nobody passed away. So this is good. This, this is real good. Yeah, it's a plus. Uh, it's a plus. That's, of course, a callback to last week's episode. Yes. Dear listener, catch up. Keep up. God damn it. Um, yeah, but all in all, oh, and we had Harry's, uh, oh, they grew up so fast, Don. Uh, he graduated from preschool. <laughs> I read pre-K a pre-K graduation. See, I, yeah. I, I, I heard on a podcast, I thought this, I thought about you. Uh, I heard on a podcast, uh, not too long ago, uh, the idea that, that when you have children, you are routinely reminded of your age, you know, that, 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 that you feel, and I don't know the way she put it was her. And, and this is coming from a woman who's 48 years old and has never had kids. But that's one of the things that she said is that when, when you don't, I know, but what she said was, Again, the two of you should start a parenting podcast. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. But her comment, her comment was that, that, <laughs> Talking about her experiences that without children, she felt like her age had become more fluid, that she was not reminded of the march of time as much because she was not living with people that so quickly, so like overnight become adults. And then you suddenly realize, holy shit. And she was, and she got into a whole thing about like teaching a class, teaching a college class and realizing that she can't even. Uh, make a, a 9-11 reverent reference and <laughs> and and not have it just be sort of historical context you know yeah. i mean and so yeah but i thought about you it's like yeah you've got a you've got a living reminder of your own age uh sitting in your house too to them yeah and that's the thing is like it's not just oh my gosh they're growing up so fast which means i'm growing up so fast or i'm getting older so fast at this point it's that like, so, you know, there's this pre-K graduation and of course I roll my eyes at that because everybody calmed down, but you know, they did a little, they, there was a little, uh, uh, ceremony thing. They walked in not to pomp and circumstance, but they, they had little stupid fucking graduation hats and little, uh, scarves. What, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I graduate, you know, Raymond's sashes. That's like, yeah. Honor roll kids wear right. You know? Um, and they sang like three songs that were really, you know, it's cute, you know. And then we went to their classroom and they all got binders that had like pictures from the year and some of their artwork. And it's like, and a little certificate. And they said, you know, when Don Hall grows up, he wants to be a dentist. When Katie Davis grows up, she wants to be a princess. When Harry Himmel grows up, he wants to be a space ranger. They were all like dentists, firefighters, one princess, uh, doctors. And then Harry was space ranger. God damn bright he was. That was pretty cool. Um, but that's the thing is like, you know, Harry is at the age and a little bit past now, but certainly he's in it at this point where I remember things, like where he's going to remember things. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Moments. He never see these kids from this preschool gang because he's going to a different school next year. But he will very likely even if he never sees them again, remember them. He will remember 
all of this. He Just might that, re- that's he so might remember one like, he might remember one important person in that situation. I don't know if he'll remember. I mean, I don't maybe it's just cuz I'm well, mentally maybe it's just that you know, I'm a mental defect, but yeah, I remember bits and pieces, but I don't remember yeah. Like, yeah it's not clearly. like Jake is Jake is 10 months old. Jake's not going to remember any of this specificity. No. So that's what makes me feel old is like, oh, I remember when I was 5 and I was in preschool. And I remember my preschool teacher and I remember my parents when I was five and I remember turning five. I remember that birthday. Um, that's what makes me feel old because then I think about what it was like when I was five and holy shit, that was 1984, which was a very long time, right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Which was a very long time ago and things were a lot different and it's just like, and then you like go into this thing. Now, thank you for telling me that 1984 was a long time ago because that's when I graduated high school. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Right? So that's, I was turning I was Harry's age. Yeah, when I was graduating high school. Technically younger because Harry was born in which basically got two months which, on me. And you know where my brain goes, which basically means that if we just turn back the clock, I could physically drop kick you across a room. Yeah. I mean you could have been like my summer camp counselor. Yeah, that drop kicked you across the room. I don't yeah. know why that image is just so like exciting yeah, so for me that's what summer camp counselors do okay that's fair that's fair yeah. that's fair yeah no that i think is, that's yeah see that's weird that's a it that's just a, makes me laugh it's just it's just yeah you know, it just makes me laugh. all right so you wrote i love i i have to admit it's one of the one of the things that i'm most pleased with uh in our our ongoing literate apeness is that uh you have adopted my says you know because i've been doing it since i was 13 the the yearly what did i learn this year kind of thing and on literate ape on friday you posted on turning 44 it's time to grow up so i wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about what you learned in your 44th year of life i thought this was a really fun read i have to admit i really enjoyed reading it oh thank you yeah it's um i mean it's i don't know is it worth talking about just read it well, and you, that's the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, you got to remember the people that the people that listen to the podcast, they don't read. I mean, we are re- that's the thing is for the people that you'll read. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I you know, I, I prove it. That's all I'm saying is prove it because yeah. I don't I don't really. But yeah, we're, we're all just apes that learn to read. But I, I'm not convinced just because you know how you do. So the podcast gives them an opportunity, like an audiobook, which I've always said, an audiobook is the road to the laziest people of all time. It's literally like the babies on Wally, where I don't want to do anything but be fat and roll around in this chase lounge in space. So just read to me. Well, I big babies. I disagree with you there because you like stories. You like hearing stories. I do. You know, like you could like reading books is one kind of experience. But if you just want a story and you're on like a long road trip, throw on an audiobook. If you're working out, see, throw on an audiobook. See, I'm good with I'm good with an audiobook if it's like Barsoon's uh from Dawn to Decadence, which is, you know, like a twenty five hundred page historical treatise across time. That that's that's an audiobook that I'm like, yeah, because fuck you. I can't even carry that thing. You know, that's that's some sh- and and At so that point I tried doing the audiobook of uh Infinite Jess because I'm like, I can't read this thing. You should read it. It's great. It's a wonderful book. 
His biggest problem is that he just couldn't stop going down rabbit holes, but that's what I love about his writing. Mm. I'm fact, it's what? it's oh, it, no. In, in fact, that it's it's funny that you mentioned it because I actually just uh did my it's semi-annual. Uh, I'm I'm rereading Infinite Jest right now because I love that book so fucking much. So I'm rereading it. You know that book is sort of like uh, I don't know a Marvel film that I can watch seven times in a row. I mean, I just I just I don't I find new shit every time I read it. Do you know what I did last night? So right before I dove into like the, the dishes and clean up the kitchen and the house a little bit, is I made myself some we had leftover cake and ice cream. So I made myself a a heaping bowl of that shit sure and because i can't just like eat and not watch tv <laughs> you know i've caught myself doing it i've caught myself doing that and that's one of the things i really yeah I'll, I'll, I'll interrupt this that's one of the things uh, in my ongoing let's try to lose this uh, post-divorce weight is that i realized that i only eat like it's i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down for i only eat when i'm consuming television it's like i have to stop doing that it's and, like and if I only have like, it took me what, seven minutes, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Just eat it. But no, I opened up my phone. I went to Disney Plus. Yep. I found Avengers, and I went and I went to the first uh, meeting where Thor comes with Thor <laughs> and Iron Man. And I'm like, I'm just, I just, I'm gonna watch this scene. Oh, I'm not done with my dessert yet. Because I'm eating slower because I'm enjoying the stupid movie that I've seen 80 bazillion times. Well, let's just skip to the part where Thor and Hulk fight. Okay, cool. Like, what am I doing? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. So, so, all right. Yeah. Then I'm, then I'm going to make you talk about it. All right. So the lessons. Oh, so that's, so here's the thing. Yeah. The, I want you to talk about these lessons. The big one is, of course, the title, It's Time to Grow Up, which is the first lesson. And I think this was. Um, the, the, the thing I've been trying to drum into your fucking head for the last four years. A little bit, yeah. I think you <laughs> and Katie certainly has. Oh, yeah. For the last, how long have we been dating? This is 2023, 11 years. So, a couple weeks ago, when I was in Miami for work, I changed my, my phone, uh, home screen yeah lock, lock screen i set up two of them because you know you can do that on the the iphone now right you can have multiple lock screens one is a picture of harry <laughs> i think i sent it to you it's there's a little like rocking motorcycle we have for the babies and harry and jake are riding it together and it the picture that i have Jacob is like looking back at Harry and it looks like they're about to kiss in this very romantic embrace. And it just cracks me up so hard because it just, it looks so Roman holiday romantic. You know, it might as well be, uh, Cary Grant and Melissa Etheridge or whoever's in that movie, whatever. Yeah. 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 She was, yeah, it was her. Um, <laughs> so I, I did that cause I was kind of like missing my kids while I was in Miami and I'm like, I'm going to, you know, because before it just it was like some abstract picture of like Jacob's mobile, like just some super abstract thing. Because I didn't want to put my wife or my family on there. Because I, I don't know. It was what if just, you have that something wild moment where Melanie Griffith shows up? Yeah, and not that I would have done anything. But just, you just—it's like, do you wear your wedding ring when you're in Miami? 
I do. Yeah, I always wear my wedding. But wedding so shirt. so ch- so changing the the things and not having your family in there, it's sort of a, a, a second. You still wear your wedding ring, but you don't show how proud you are of your family. You know, it's like yeah, uh, no, it's just abstract. Get married, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk but about something. Yeah, cool. I don't I don't want to remind you that I have children with my phone sitting on the bar. Yeah, no, and and I get you do when I'm at work and meet people. It's like talk talk about, about your fucking kids, kids. exactly. So then I put a picture of Katie on the phone as well. So when I got home from Miami, she like just happened to notice it like a day or two later. And she was like, is that, was that a, was that a picture of me on your phone? 11 years. I've never done this. Wow. You are such a turd. <laughs> and she's like, I was like, yeah. And she's like, why, why did you, she was so confused. Why did you, why did you do that? I go, I don't know. I wanted a picture of my wife on my phone. And if, I'm I'm like way downplaying it because I'm cool. Yeah, because you know? you're cool. You don't cool. what you it's like because I because I think you're probably gonna die soon and I don't want to forget what you look like. That's probably a well, bad answer. Because Melanie Griffith was hitting on me, and I that's what I'm saying. You need to be a reminder not to go bang Melanie Griffith. I was like, holy shit, Melissa Etheridge is walking right up to me. Oh my, holy God. crap, she's gay. She's she's coming right up with a Vespa and she's making out with Cary Grant, and I don't know what to do. I'm, I, I'm married again. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> So, so, but Katie kind of looked at me like, well, she, and she's like, so are you like finally admitting to yourself that you're, that, that you're married, that you have a wife and that you might actually love her? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. Because, and then I thought about it a minute. I think that I was putting it on there to help remind myself that you're a grown man and convince myself that I do have a wife and family. I mean, I got a tattoo with their initials on it. Yeah. I wear the... Dude, you're 44. You have a wife and kids. It's okay if you if you want to, like, when your lock screen opens up, if you want to see a pretty picture of your wife that makes you smile. You know? A lot of times when Katie and I are fighting, I will, like, <laughs> I'll silence, you know, the alerts from her messages. Or I'll, like, just... Because I don't want to fucking see her or fucking hear her. I don't want to see her fucking <laughs> dip, you know? <laughs> so now I'm taking the opposite approach. And this is part of the growing up. Like, dude, quit being a, I don't want to fucking see you. It's here's a moment where we were laughing. We were having fun together. So this fucking goddamn asshole keeps fucking texting me. There's that moment of, ah, but she's not always an asshole. Look how much we love each other. We mm. had so much fun that one day. Okay. All right. Calm the fuck down, David. I'm so proud. I, I when I read this, I was so proud. I was so proud that first of all, there's two things that I loved about this lesson is that number one, that you're kind of you're kind of saying, yeah, this is this is a way. I am I'm I'm here and I'm. But it's sort of you recognizing that you really aren't 25 anymore. You know, like like rec- yeah. not, not that that you didn't know it like in your brain, but sort of recognizing that you know what. I'm really not a kid anymore. I can't behave like a kid as much as I used to. And I kind of, I kind of like not being a kid anymore. And that's a real, I think that's a really, uh, I liked reading it. That's what I'll tell you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so what I wrote was it's time to be accountable, 100% accountable to these creatures, my wife, my two kids and the dog. It's time to do a better job of living with that fact, with the choice I made, with the choice that I make every day. It's time to stop convincing myself that it's a drag to be accountable in this way to these creatures I love so dearly. If I don't think about it too hard, it's quite natural to realize 
that I'm quite happy as a domesticated beast. Yes, and the one thing I did, I wish you'd added, and I have to admit that blaming my family and my job on not doing any writing for myself is bullshit. I wish you'd written that, but I understand that you, yes, you know, like I get it, I get it. Well, but I, I do kind of get you talk. You, you do get you, yeah, but but you, but you don't really admit, you don't admit it with the cleanliness, the clarity uh, of it's time to grow up. So it's like, but I like that. All right, so we'll we'll see how we'll see how this forty fifth year ends up. Yeah, yeah, and if that's because I'm not. Because I'm not quite ready to admit that it's not 100% their fault. <laughs> I know you aren't. That's why I said that's a, that's a step in the direction okay. I like to see. So, number two. I'm an addict. Yes, you. we all are. But yes, you definitely are. I mean, it, yeah. Um, the main thing that I'm getting at is that um, I'm an addict to avoidance. Because I, I don't want to deal with the bullshit. Now I'll, you know, I'll step in some shit and I will not let things go because I hold grudges too. Like that's the other thing. That's the, well, Don, that's the Gemini in me, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I avoid and I hold grudges. It's, it's, it, I, I try, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, and I think that part of the avoidance of the, the pain is like, you know, we go back to the, the, those first three years in Chicago that like, I don't ever want to feel that way again. I don't ever want to feel the, the hell of unemployment, the hell of who am I as a person, all of these things that I've felt along the way since. 2009. I, I, I just want I just want to interrupt for a second and say I'm 57. Yeah. You will feel those things again. Yeah, of course you will. Okay, right? I'm just saying that no. just so you understand, you will absolutely feel all of those things again. That's why, and this is all all these things are connected. Like the biggest reason why I didn't want to get married and wanted to stay single back in 2012 when I first met Katie, why I fought and fought and fought. And continue to fight until I yep. get her fucking picture on my phone is because I didn't ever want relationship problems. And the best way to not have relationship problems is to not have relationships. And that is exactly the life I'm living currently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I agree. And, and I, I love that for you. And I'm not, not jealous or envious in the bad way, but in like the good way, like, oh man, fucking good for you, man. You know, tell me about it. Just. Tell me about the nothingness that exists sometimes. It's, it's so okay, grand. No, it's great. Yeah. It's, it really is. Uh, given my, given, given my experience in life. Yeah. This is, uh, uh, while I am stuck in the, the Italian prison of Wichita, Kansas. Oh, um, are there even any Italians in Wichita? No, I just, it's the, it's the, it's the, what's her name? Amy, whatever her name, Klobuchar, whatever the, the girl that was that was convicted of killing her roommates and was stuck in an Italian prison for so many years before they realized she didn't do it and sent her home. What was her name? Natalie Wood? Natalie Wood. Nat Natalie Natalie from Life Goes On. I don't know. <laughs> from Life Goes On? Facts of Life? Facts of Life. That's what I said. Buddy, you got to get your actors in order. You're all over the place. I'm way out of there. But anyway, yeah. So even though I'm in this Italian prison, um, there are ways. Being in solitary confinement is not 
is not a hell on wheels. If you're in solitary confinement in a nice, decent apartment, you have just basically barely enough money to like say, Hey, I need coffee creamer today. You know, I was like, I got that. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm scraping, but I'm progressing. And, uh, and I, like the other day, I did the thing. There are two things that, uh, that I can say actually make me, it made me uncomfortable, to be honest with you, but I went and did it anyway. Cause I thought, yeah, all right, I got to quit pissing around is I am officially now after. Christ, two months of fighting com or CarMax. Um, I now have Kansas plates on my car, so I'm legal only because, and really, because I was just worried this is fucking Kansas. And if I'm driving through Kansas and I go through a small town and they see expired Las Vegas plates, I'm going to prison. I mean, those motherfuckers yeah. are going to, I'm, I'm fucking Otis in uh, the Andy yeah. Griffith show. There's one fucking cell in there and they're going to pop me in there until Hulk freezes over. And then the other thing I got Wait. was, you know you ain't Nevada, boy. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, you're like the one black guy in Wichita now. It, yeah, <laughs> that's because of my expired plates. Exactly. And then the other thing I got was I got a, a, a Wichita <laughs> public library card. Oh, that's so 80s. You're kind of, well, all right, fair. But I think, you, you know, once you've said I've got a library card, you're kind of saying, all right, I'm sticking around for a while. So that. Is that what you say? Yeah, it's what I said. It's like, oh wow, I got a library card. I guess I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm stuck here for the time being. I, I kind of knew it in my brain, but now I have a library card. Ask <sighs> so you if you got if you got a call on Tuesday. Yeah, so Memorial Day weekend has passed. Okay, summer's off and running now. And you get a call from NBC in New York, and they want Don Hall. To come and do all of their events for NBC in New York City. No, you're not going to do it because you're tied to Wichita. Because, because I look, you have a library card. No, I'm here. I'm here to no, help my family. I know. I'm no. Rich. It's no. It's not about the library card. I'm here to help my family. Um, I'm you here to help my family on your phone. I do. Well, I've got pictures of them on my computer, but not on my phone. Okay. Do you have a picture of your family in your wallet? I don't keep pictures in my wallet because it's fucking 2023 but do you have a library card in your wallet no i actually have a little dongle on my uh keys even easier even yeah easier. right so easy this is the thing really keeping you in wichita now is <laughs> that's what i'm getting at like you really <laughs> you really propagated yourself in in that wichita story. yeah yeah i've really said i've really said all right i don't really want to take roots but we'll do the shallow roots the shallow roots of canopy and uh and books that You're i could take out of yeah i, I that's there you, there you go i'm a i'm a kansas succulent there you go ready to reroute any place else but for the now i gotta have a little soil okay that's fair that's fair and that's the thing and now you have a little soil and you're living in this you know kind of solitary confinement um uh what's superman's thing uh fortress of solitude fortress of solitude yeah. that's exactly what this is yeah and i love it and and that may go away but you know because like i like i wrote you know um as my my mentor in college said uh john Ersfeld, that life has its rhythms mm -hmm. so and this is a rhythm that's exactly um, what it is but like the 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 pain is going to happen the discomfort is going to happen like you said that's just that's life and <laughs> what i wrote is i had this realization um because i was reading a story in uh, this magazine called the atlantic I've never heard. Yeah. Really? That's, that's that, yeah. is, does that refer to the Atlantic 
ocean? I think it does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oddly, in this issue, there were not a lot of stories about fish. But that's uh, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, journalism has changed a lot since I was in <laughs> since I was a journalist. Um, but anyway, there's a story about the Holocaust and like how Holocaust education is kind of making anti-Semitism worse. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. Oh God, I got to read that article. That sounds. That, I mean, that's a that's a. T- well, you know, it's it's sort of the concept that the more you think about dieting, the fatter you get. So I guess I guess I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah. So what I wrote is that pain has to happen because it's where it's from where we learn. You know, like we learn from our mistakes. We learn like it's the hardship, the the hardships, the hard shit that helps us. That's that's how we learn. We learn what not to do and wh- or what to do next time around. So take the Holocaust. That happened. It absolutely did. And we learned a yet unknown length of human depravity. We learned to say something when you see something. And we learned that if you wait 75 years, rampant amp- anti-Semitism will be cool again. So I don't think it's cool again. I think it's... Well, it's cool again in... Well, exactly. Again, in in the tiniest, basically, basically, if you have a hundred people and they represent the world, um, and you know, I mean, literally in terms of just sheer numbers, maybe the anti-Semites represent, uh, let's be generous and say five people out of a hundred. Yeah. You know, and then like, and then like trans, like trans people actually represent like the one arm of one guy, you know, in terms of just sheer numbers. Okay. What's cool. Because what's cool is rarely about the numbers. Well, that is also true. Yeah. True. Because think about like high school. There were f- way more uncool kids than there were cool kids. The cool kids were a tiny little clique that we all wanted to be in, but we couldn't be because it was exclusive. Yeah. You know, and what's something like when like punk was cool, it was cool before everybody else got into it. I, saw, I was driving Harry to school. And I passed a, a car that had a like a bumper sticker on its window, a window sticker, if you will. If you it's will. That, I was a Cubs fan before it was cool. You know, so once things are once It's never been cool numbers, to be a Cubs fan. I No, because by the no, because by the time they were they were like winners, that by the time they broke in their streak, they were bought by a Trump guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's just no winning with those guys. I'm sorry, it's never gonna be cool to be a Cubs fan. It was cool to be a Cubs fan in like the Royco days. There you go. Well, that was because you know, the when culture was cool. Curse, when the yeah. curse existed. When they when they were losers, but affable losers. Exactly. Ryan Sandberg. When they were affable losers, it was cool to be a Cubs fan. You know, when yeah. Harry Carey was alive and he was drunk talking about, hey, look at that teenager with the sock yeah. up on. Yeah, you know, then Harry Carey for crying out loud. Yeah, you know, that was when you that was when it was kind of cool because it was sort of like it was sort of like everybody was Uncle Buck. Yeah. When U- Uncle Buck was a Cubs fan, lived right across the street from Wrigley. That's right what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I love that. <laughs> That his clapper turns out in the fucking marquee. <laughs> it's a great it's, movie. It's, it's it is it's a great I mean, honestly, movie. It goes like cocktail. Yeah, Uncle Buck. Okay, from Justin to Kelly. To <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I uh, I end I end the learning. In this segment, um, with a line that my therapist told me, 
which is, and I, I put this in the, my post notes a, a while back, which is it's time, it's time to get back to pushing myself instead of protecting myself. Yes, I agree. In my twenties and my teens and part, well, I guess not really even my thirties because by my thirties, I was already through the shit was protecting myself, but you just fucking go, you know, cause you're, you can't be stopped. You're it's that, that zest of you if you were if you were moving forward then you are going to well it's it's we were talking i love the analogy of uh stepping in shit because i i wrote and this i wrote this years ago but uh i i still reference it in my mind which says a lot about the fact that if i think about a lot about shit but the idea that you're walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden you see like a man-sized giant like a fucking pile of man shit just 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 shit right in your way there are really three ways to deal with it. Sit down in front of the shit and weep because, oh, my God, this is just too much for me to fucking take because there's all this shit right in my way. That's one way. Number two, fucking walk around it and keep moving on. Maybe stepping in a little bit, but you're still moving on. And the third is fucking clean the shit up. Those are your three choices. And uh, I find I find that about half the time, I would say it's about 50-50, where half the time I just don't have time, so I just walk around the shit. And then the other half time, I actually clean the shit up. So, Yeah, I think that I I need to be more of a clean the shit up kind of guy. I always tell me, yeah, I agree. That's how I think. In real better. life, I will clean the shit up. Yeah. How many times do I walk Molly and I see like a pile of somebody else's dog shit they just left? And I'm like, fuck it. And yeah. I literally clean up the shit. Yeah. yeah, I did. Well, we've got it here at the apartment. We've got like a downstairs, uh, like city park. Like it's a uh, downstairs in your apartment. It's crazy. Like no, the, wow. Yeah, it's nuts, but it's like this fourth floor, like dog park, right? It's, yeah. you know, all out of first. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the first time I went in there, it was obvious that nobody was actually cleaning up their shit. They were just letting their dog shit on the AstroTurf and just fucking leaving. What's wrong with people? And and I'm and I'm looking at it and I don't have a dog and I'm I was just I literally was just going to say, "Oh, this is here. I'm kind of getting used to my surroundings." And so I cleaned up the shit. And I mean, it was it was well, I was just like I thought this this is really shitty. I mean, like literally 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 shitty so i'm gonna clean this up they had all the stuff so i cleaned it up and uh i think that's why the the maintenance crew likes me because i think somebody and I, I, I don't know but i think you, somebody you take the social media and post it and say i don't hey, do, just no I, do, I don't do that i think somebody must have seen no. me because i don't do social media and i didn't tell the management oh hey i cleaned up the shit because i went dog i don't give it i just did it because it was gross and i was yeah. like all right and i you know but apparently the maintenance crew uh, had, they they give me a big thumbs up, and that's yeah. actually on my phone. That's my phone saver. Is the maintenance crew on my staff here at the, giving me the thumbs up? That's you know because I need that affirmation because I don't have social media. Yeah. Uh, my next lesson is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> this one was this was not a stretch. This was not a big lesson you learned. This is just a reality you've accepted. Well, and but the lesson is like. Okay, dude. Enough. I'm I'm no good at feeling good, but real good at feeling bad. So I find comfort in the quiet misery of self-loathing. And the thing that I would do is it, like it's it's been a it's been a weird month. It's yeah, you've had a weird you've had a weird year, but this month has been uh yeah. Just you know, there's a weird depression 
sitting and just confusion and whatever. Um, and then on days when I'm feeling good, what I would normally do is like, Ooh, why am I feeling good? I need to go back to the feeling bad because I'm not out of this shit yet. I'm not out of this shit yet because the, uh. no, David, no, no. Feel good. Enjoy this. Rise above it. And if you start to feel like shit later on because things go south, whatever, then fuck it. You know, ride the fucking wave of emotion. Emotions are fleeting. Feelings are fleeting, right? Like happiness is not a destination. It's a fucking mood. Just like being grumpy, just like having gas in your tummy. It's a fucking fart. Feelings are just farts that will pass. So you said, I mean, it's that simple. You know, you said you did this again. You this says everything. This tells me all I need to know that you live with a five-year-old. The farts? No, tummy. Oh, God, did I? Yeah. What? Stomach. Yeah, well, that's what adults call it. Guts. Yeah. If you if you run into an adult and they say tummy, you automatically know they have a toddler because no one but uh, a parent of a toddler says tummy. If I if I if I was like, hey, David, my tummy hurts. You you think I was nuts because I don't have children. I'm like an infantilized moron. Ah, my tummy hurts. No. Yeah. I would say, God damn, I got a stomach ache. But no, I get it. I get it. It just made me laugh. It it, it kind of popped it's me. Even, it was yeah. like, yeah, I caught it and That's it made me laugh. Way. Yeah. Uh, this is the one that I think is where I'm about to admit that it's not my family's fault that I'm not a a writer anymore. Uh, it, I'm just as capable as I've ever been. So I things I could do at 22 that I can't do at 44. Stay out drinking with strangers all hours of the night. That unless like I'm on vacation or something. But that's or or, or pick up twenty year old girls, or maybe you know. I mean, maybe I could. I don't try though. Well, I don't know if it's you possible know? at this in this day and age. Once you hit a certain age, once it's obvious that you are a certain age, you're just a skeevy dude. You're just a fucking yeah. skeevy old white guy looking at young chicks. And uh, there was some. Oh my god! So. I do still have an Instagram account. I know. And see, see, on I'm, occasion, I'm, I'm so that's if there's anything that I will be happy is when you finally say, you know what? It is time to gr f really grow up and, and lose all this shit. But, but yeah, right, there you go. I, I rarely post. Um, I, the last time I posted, it was in Miami and I was drunk and I posted a picture. Of so you're a lurker. Sushi. So you're a lurker. You have it so you can look at shit. But I, I don't even go that often to look at shit. All right, all right. So, I mean, maybe a little lurkery, but I don't know. But I did post the picture of me, Dad, and Harry after sailing yesterday. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Can you hear Jacob crying? I can hear Jacob crying. Jacob is, is having a grand mal seizure up there, yeah. I just completely lost my train of thought. Uh, what the hell are we talking? Tummies? No. You're talking about how you're just as capable as you've ever been. Uh, this is the lesson. Bring up Instagram. I uh, don't know. I don't know why you brought up Instagram, but this is what happens to the father brain. The father brain hears the baby crying. You spend time on Instagram is your brain goes to shit. I don't know. No, I don't know. Why it's, par it's, it's, it's parenthood. Um, yeah, I mean... Look, I'm, oh, oh, uh, there it is. Yeah. So I posted this thing on Instagram. This is about the 22 year old yeah. picking up 22 year old's girl. So like, is it creepy? So 
I saw, you know, people had like liked my my picture. And I was just scrolling, like, oh, let's see who likes scrolling through, you know, getting that dopamine. Who likes me? Who likes me? Who likes me? And I, there was liked by this woman. I was like, oh, I don't know who this is. Who, like, do I do I know? So I click on it. I'm like, oh, she's like a 20-year-old fashion bot thing. And for just half a second, I was like, why is she coming at me? Like, could I... St- no, David, stop it! You and then you and then you immediately took your picture of your family off your phone in case she somehow right. could see that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know right. what you did. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm I'm just as capable as I've ever been. So yeah. I just have to figure out a better way to write. So I need to get better at writing more. I yeah. have all these stories and essays and books living rent free in my crowded head, and just to remind myself. Writers write, losers don't. Thanks. Loser. Nice. Well put. Well put. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I love this one. I the, 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 see this one. I love that you you've realized. I I get it and I feel it, and it's one of those things that right now in my in my solitary confinement, I have to remind myself. I'm not. I was talking. To, I was talking. Is talking to a brand new sales guy at the radio station, and somehow we got on the subject of Survivor because the night before I was like, "That's my mom and I Super Bowl," and one of the one of the the women uh, salespeople she goes, she looks, she goes, "What is the host like? What sixty years old?" <laughs> and I mean, I did. I stopped and just gave her the fucking death eye. She said, "What?" I said, "I'm fifty seven. The way you say sixty makes me want to slap your head." <laughs> she was like no i didn't mean it that way oh there's a man woman thing a woman says something and a man totally asso- takes it personally blah 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 i said no it was the dripping disdain yeah. with which you said 60 and she went oh all right i guess that's true <laughs> yeah but yes i have to remind myself of this one uh maybe not frequently but i do so i like that you yeah i haven't aged out of opportunity or adventure Exactly. And I'm just, I'm going to read, this is a short little, you read it. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Yeah. And since I'm still young enough for opportunity to keep knocking at my door, I'm going to answer it and seize it. Opportunities to learn, opportunities to expand my creativity, opportunities to enhance my quality of domestication and adventure. It awaits. I used to find myself on a lot of road trips that often evolved into memorable debauchery. And that was fun. And that can still happen. Just not as often. But I can also create a road trip adventure with a five-year-old to Milwaukee for a weekend. We'll load up on candy and late nights and who knows what else. So now I've got more opportunities for more kinds of adventures. It's diversification. That's all this is. Like, I, Don, you and I can hop on a road trip and get, you know, drive out to California and get hammered and do all this dumb shit, sleep on the beach and, you know. But I can go and have an adventure with Harry and just a different kind of road trip adventure. It's just, it's diversification. Yeah, yeah. I I just had a road trip for uh, for Memorial Day where my mom, uh, every year she goes around to the tiny fucking towns in Kansas and leaves plastic flowers on the graves of not just veterans but all of, all of her family members that she remembers and. Oh, I, well, that's the thing is I was like, she wanted, she, she wanted, she's kind of enjoying, she's kind of getting to the point where her son as chauffeur is becoming mm-hmm. default. She enjoys not having to drive. So when she enjoys being with her son, 
Well, that that too. Um, it's and, your son taking care of her like that. It, it, you know, exactly. And so we drove out and I was like, all right, we're going to drive out. And my cousin Jamie came. So we went to uh, my uncle Don's grave, who I am named for. But what I loved, you know, I'm kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm glad to do it. You know, it's like, what else? Well, this Saturday is fine. And we get there and Jamie brings some Jack Daniels because Uncle Don was a drinker and pours a little on the ground. My mom has the first snort of alcohol she's probably had in 40 years. You know, because we all did it. We all did it, you know, like a little snort. And, yeah. but, but what was really yeah. nice? Snort? Yeah, snort of, uh, you know, a sip of whiskey, okay. a snort. I've never heard, because a snort is a, well, that's like my you dad. Snort cocaine. You know, the thing is, that's what my dad, I don't Jack call Daniels. it, that's what my dad calls It's like, it's like a shot, a shot of whiskey. He says, can I have a snort? And so it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't know why he calls it that. But anyway, what was really fascinating was um, we start talking about my uncle Don and mom gets into talking about her relationship to her uncle. Cause she's his uncle. She's her uncle, my great uncle. Right, right. Right. And I found out for the first time in my whole life, why my name is Don. What I've always heard was that she named me Coop DeVille and my aunt Vicky came in and said, fuck that. And, and the, apparently that is not actually as accurate as I thought it was. I mean, that was the story I was told. So what the fuck do I know? Right. I went, I was a baby. I, I wasn't in that hairy stage where I could remember right. what the fuck was going on. Um, but it turns out, it turns out, and I didn't know any of this stuff. That's what was so fascinating about this little moment was we're standing over the grave and mom is telling the story and I'm literally like having an out of body. Ex- a little buzz for the a little buzz. For yeah. And, but she's and telling the story podcast, yeah. and she tells the story about, I didn't, what I didn't know was, uh, that, uh, dad or grandpa, her dad, uh, my grandpa Jay was like in a really bad place at one point when she was like 15 16 no, 15 and just beat the shit out of her and her comment was i don't know if he thought i was his wife i mean you know so that kind of says that that's got a lot of information in that phrase but anyway so they came and took her away um and so she went to go stay stay with uh grandma mary in winfield again small town but then she she was the black sheep of the family because she was pregnant and she wasn't married. Well, uncle apparently Uncle Don made my dad marry her, which she, they didn't know how he made her, but it was literally a shotgun kind of wedding. Yeah. And you know, got her, you know, did the wedding, all this kind of the, like my aunt Vicky and Uncle Don did, did all this great stuff for my mom. And my mom, this is the story she's telling. She's like, yeah, and we were sitting in the car one day going someplace, and I just had to, I was filled with gratitude and I just told him Vicky and Uncle Don, I just couldn't thank them enough for, you know, what they had done for me and how could I ever repay them? And apparently my Uncle Don just very quietly, because he was a quiet guy, said, name him Don. That was it. That's why I'm Don. Wow. I mean, it's like, well, and, and your sister's name is Vicky. Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so that- you have to marry your sister. Of course. Um, but that was like talking about like going on adventures. That's a road trip. I had yeah. no idea yeah. that there was going to be some fucking cool gold at the end of this trail. But yeah. that changes my perception, both of my uncle, of the last time I talked to him, of my mom, of my grandpa, of me. It's just a great. Yeah. And so while that's not let's get, a, you know, let's get hopped up on goofballs and go ogle chicks. Yeah. 
it, it it was an adventure and i really i i'm still thinking about it it's like that's really that's fucking really cool I yeah, like I yeah i loved it i loved it yeah yeah and that's the thing like i've you know i had a lot of fun in college and you know in my single younger days driving down to mexico all these road trips and doing all sorts of crazy shit dude i had a lot of fun on a road trip with just katie and eddie back in the day right before you know back in 2017 we drove katie and i have taken a bunch of road trips um but even before that like when i was a kid i had a lot of road trips with my family and i love that i've i've written about them it's like dude shut up you know yeah. opportunity is still there adventure and is still there it's just more diversified now because i can do shit with harry yeah that's going to teach him and i just sticking like not every adventure is uh, oh yeah is, trip, but yeah but, but yeah that's the that's the metaphor yeah. that, that sticks well also it is a part of the growing up is you know it's time to grow up it's also redefining or expanding the word adventure yeah yeah i like that i like that very much and then finally perspective kid you know I'll just read it. You know, the greatest lesson of, of them all is that my life can be as absurd and weird and rhythmically adventurous as it's ever been, just at a different scale, as we were just talking about. Perspective, that thing that comes with age is what I need to remember. And my perspective is this. My life may not be perfect, but it's mine. I made it and I ain't mad at it most of the time. <laughs> Though I will always complain, I don't have much to complain about. And that's what makes a happy birthday. There you go. I love those lessons. Um, happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you. I look forward to your lessons of the following year and rock and roll. And now we're sack of the news. Your first headline under you better stop posting pictures of your kids on Instagram in the Atlantic. Headline, the first social media babies are growing up and they're horrified. Yeah. As a, as a parent, the thing that makes my tummy turn is, (laughs) is when the boys come to social media age, like I just fuck. I like. I, I I don't know. I I just I don't know. I I just I don't know. I, we can read about it on what to do. It's you know, but it's all it's all changing so fast, and the it's still so new yet. I mean, by the time that Harry gets into it, when he's I don't know seven, ten. Do we have two years? Do we have five years? Do we have? T- I I don't know. It's scary. It's scary because. You've got the real life bullshit that comes with growing up and that's always hard and crazy and weird. You know, but if you and I had a bad day at school or bad day at the park or at baseball or whatever it was, we could retreat to home and be alone with our toys. And that was that. Social media, Harry can just hop on his phone or the iPad or whatever and it's still fucking there perpetually and forever yeah yeah i i don't know it's yeah but of course they're horrified of course they're in bad shape because it's a fucking shit show nightmare yeah there you go number two in color me unsurprised hundreds of chicago's can't 
testify in court. Let me read a quote. Quote, hundreds of current and former Chicago police officers can never be called to testify by the Cook County State's Attorney's Office because they have histories of misconduct or untruthfulness that would undermine their credibility on the stand. Let me respond to that with a question. Is a police horse still considered a pig? Number three. In WOW, we're truly fucked by the future. In Mashable, Elon Musk's brain implant company Neuralink says the FDA has approved human trials. Neuralink aims to develop implantable devices that will let people control computers with their brains as well as restore vision or mobility to people with disabilities. And that is fucking crazy, man. I've long said that if you live long enough, you'll live forever. Because (laughs) we're just, you know, medicine improves we find cures for things we and if they can find a way to restore vision hearing speech about you know whatever it is use of limbs whatever it might be following strokes i think that's great i think that is so cool and so great and there's so much opportunity for bad guys to do bad things and to rip us off and to harm us and to control us and i you know, I, I did talk about this in my, you know, lessons learned. Like, I don't want to be an old man who complains about technology, but like, tech has always been kind of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you've got to be smart with it. And I don't when, think that we're and we aren't. people. We are not. Yeah. We are not. It's one of the things I said on the road trip and it just popped out of my mouth. I said, humans are the least humane creatures on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, just, Yay, but yikes. Yeah. Number, whatever this is, four. This is four. And sometimes an eye patch ain't cool like Snake Plissken. Oathkeeper Stuart Rhodes will have 18 years to contemplate Kafka. <laughs> is that the actual headline to contemplate Kafka? It's in one. Make that up. No, it's in Wonket. That's the Wonket. They have pretty good. Yeah, it's a Wonket headline, but that's made me laugh. So I had to. Yeah, that was well. I was looking at the Stuart Rhodes and there's lots of headlines about it, but that was the one that stood out. So I said, that's the headline I'm going to throw out. I really like that. Um, I think it's great. Um, We absolutely need to punish these guys. uh, These people, guys being men and women and all the in-betweens. Will he learn anything? Will he contemplate Kafka in the right way? You know, I I don't know. But more importantly, my my question is: Will it? Will this kind of punishment deter others? You know, from the next time there's an opportunity to have an insurrection, they'll go. Maybe we shouldn't because they got Snake Liskin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he's in prison. I hope he has a miserable time. I think he will. In, I'll take the stairs. Thanks. 
Man is charged with shoving woman's head against moving subway car in a in a random, literally a random. He didn't know her. There was no there was no predication. They didn't speak. He literally took a woman's head. She's an artist. Took her head, shoved it into the side of a moving subway car, and she fell. And now she's paralyzed. And fuck off! What the fuck is going on on the subways, man? I, you can't go to a movie theater. You can't go to schools. You can't go to an outdoor concert. And now you can't take the subway without some rando. Just like I, I just, I'll leave yeah. it to you. Yeah, I. This, I mean, this is it's it's, it's a horrible. Uh, it's a horrible story because it could happen to any of us. In it, yeah. Um. I think about that a lot when I'm I, on the L platform, like waiting for the train is I always check my surroundings. I'm always leaning up against something or like trying not to be, try not to put myself in a position where a rando, and I've done this for a long time where a rando can't just shove me onto the tracks or whatever. Cause like people are fucking cra- and especially, you know, in subway and, on the L, like that's where the crazies like to hang out. It's true. The Morlocks are down there, man. The Morlocks. Oh, good, good reference. Good reference. And finally, in nature does indeed fight back. Hawaii's feral chickens are hmm. out of control. Like Marty McFly, they're tired of being called chicken. (laughs) There are six things you should do this week. My first thing to do this week is a listen. Going back to an old favorite. uh, It's a podcast, Hit Parade. Uh, This one is entitled Champagne Supernova Edition. What was Britpop? A scene, a sound, a movement? What were Oasis and Blur scrapping over? And why was America mostly immune? I was not immune. Well, I guess maybe I was immune to Britpop, but I was an Oasis fanatic. I fucking loved that band and still love the first three albums and then their their B-sides collection. Um, Yeah, but I just, I love this podcast so much. It is so... Yeah, you really dig it. Nerd. Um... And yeah, they're just, you know, they're talking about great music and yeah. So why not hit parade? My first thing is a read. It is in the New Yorker. Can you love the art and hate the monster? It's by Melissa Phoebos. Uh, the, 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 in, in monsters, a fan's dilemma, Claire Dieter attempts the impossible task of disentangling herself from the figures whose work, who has made her who she is. It's a really good sort of breakdown of the conflict between loving the art, but then finding out that, you know, that your favorite movie was made by Roman Polanski. And what the fuck do you do with that? And it's a Allen thing for me. Yeah. It's a really, it's well, yeah, it's a really, really good, you know, he saved somebody in a deli not too long ago. He did the Heimlich maneuver and saved a guy that was choking in a deli. So I think that absolves him of everything strong enough to give someone a successful Heimlich maneuver. Apparently so. I, I read in that. The, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Eek. And at 36 years old, I would have thought the Woody Allen would yeah. have the strength. <laughs> I, exactly. That's what I says. I think that that erases any of your doubts. Cause he saved some guy choking on pastrami. Hero. There you go. Good for him. 
All right. Uh, now, so where the Britpop podcast was fun, let's get into some shit, y'all. This is in the Washington Post. It's a read. Um, I I just got Washington Post does these great um, online. Of course, they can't do this in their actual newspaper, but so a benefit of technology here, right? Um, their 3D renderings, the way that they like their illustrations and animations of things are really, really great. So they have one. Uh, the headline is Israeli agents conducted a raid against militants in civilian area, killing a child. These motherfuckers, just these motherfuckers. Israeli agents trying to stop these um, Palestinian terrorists who did, were not armed, were no longer seen as actual threats, but they went into a crowded fucking part of town in the West Bank and started just firing away with AR-style rifles. Um, killed a couple of the guys, did a point-blank shot at the guy's head while he was on the ground, which is not... Not cool. Okay. Um, they watched too much fucking John Wick. Yeah. Arguably, you know, war crimes, like they should be... This is illegal. What they did, and they killed a fourteen-year-old boy who was just going back to work at his family's shop. He was on his motor, little motorbike, shot in the back, fucking dead. Fourteen-year-old kid. Way to go, Israel. Good job. Keep it up, fucking yeah. monsters. My second thing. Speaking of monsters, it is in ProPublica. It's a read: the ugly truth behind we buy ugly houses. It's by Anjanette Damon, Bayard Duncan, and Molly Simon. And it is a, a really, it's a follow-up. It's a follow-up on the initial uh, uh, breaking news that basically We Buy Houses is the shittiest fucking business in the world because they prey on people who either don't have a great understanding of the real estate or are fucking desperate to be able to make just to be able to pay their fucking heating bill and they will take their fucking houses lie to them to their faces about the about the the, the appraisal and the ability to and then just fuck them hard for profits it is an ugly ugly business and it's worth the read uh, this is also a bonus because we have both recommended this. I recommended yeah. it a couple weeks ago. Oh, did you like, recommend this same article? This is a follow up. No, this is a follow up on oh, that article. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both ProPublica, though. Yeah, yeah. Both ProPublica yeah. because they did the initial one that you recommended and I read yeah. that. Well, this just yeah. came out a couple of days ago and it is a follow up. It's like they, they've, there's, there've been three. One was here's that oh, one, damn. the one, the one you recommended was here's that story of that one lady. Okay. Then they did a then ProPublica did a second one was here's seven different personal accounts about ugly we buy ugly houses. And then this is a response to the we buy ugly houses business model trying to spin it so that they're you know, and and this is like, no, no, guys, fuck you. This is bereft of yeah. That's that's what I say. They're just here's how we did this. Shut the fuck up. We yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what this Love one is. It. This is and I and I just I, I it, yeah. boy, it's such a shitty business. And they're and business. Pro, I love ProPublica because they just don't fucking take it. They can fuck yeah. you. We're gonna take you down. I yeah. love it. So that's yeah. yeah, that's my second thing. All right, my last thing to do uh story in that magazine about the ocean, the Atlantic. God, I I just I wanna live to see the day when Clarence Thomas just falls. <laughs> Uh, I'm still waiting for Trump to die of fat. So, you know, we, I'm, don't well, hold your breath. I just want him to die. Be found guilty or whatever. I want him to go to jail. I want him to 
have a heart attack at his sentencing. Or maybe... See, I don't know what I want. What I want him to do is have a heart attack, shit himself, and then die. Like, see, what, and I want what I want to be documented. I want him to well, see, see in, in, in keeping with your conspiracy theory about the Kennedy assassination, what I really want is I want him to be convicted of something really stupid. Not like, you know, like I, I want him to be like, oh, okay, you fudged your taxes. We're taking you to prison. And as they're escorting him to prison, a young Jack Ruby, that's actually his name. It's not Jack Ruby. He's not related to Jack Ruby. He'd be a young guy, runs up to him with a Big Mac and shoves it in his mouth. And he has a heart attack, shits himself and dies right on the street. And then we have that. That's what I want to happen. I like that. All right. Uh, so this is called uh, <laughs> Inside the Garden of Evil. Harlan Crow wants to stop talking about Clarence Thomas. <laughs> which is, which is, and I heard this on SNL, so I'll repeat it because it made me laugh so hard. That is the blackest name for a white man ever, ever rendered. Yeah. Harlan yeah. Crow. Oh, and then Clarence Thomas is yeah, like the whitest. Whitest name for a black man ever. It's just, it's just, just no, just no rhyme or reason to this shit. Yeah. Guys. yeah. My final thing is, and it's not a, it, this is not a high recommendation. This is not like, I'm like, Oh God, you got to watch this. That's not what it is. It's sort of in the ongoing back and forth since I was a kid between Stallone and Schwarzenegger. You know, they've always had sort of like this, who's got the bigger knife, who's going to be the bigger blow explosion, who can hold the larger helicopter engine size thing with one arm and blow away people. There's always been the back and forth. Well, you know, Stallone came out with Tulsa King, which is fucking excellent. I mean, it's such a good. Oh, dude, if you haven't watched Tulsa King, it's. Is that on Hulu? uh, No, it's Paramount Plus. Oh, that's why I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's Paramount Plus because Taylor Sheridan, and I'm telling you, Tulsa King is fucking fabulous. Well, Arnold says, well, I want to do, I have to do my own series. And on Netflix, uh, it is called Fubar. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it is, it's, it's sort, it's sort of like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's, it's like a sitcom set in Spy World. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's actually, much funnier than I thought, but all I can say is when you watch it, she's gonna, she's gonna, it, cause basically it's based, I mean, there's nothing, this isn't a big spoiler. It's, it's him. He's an old retiring spy. Turns out his daughter, who he thought was just a violin playing goody goody, turns out she's a, a CIA operative as well. He has to go and save her. Now he's the leader of the team she's on, that kind of shit. Spoiler. As somebody who's watching it, that is a huge spoiler. No. Son of a bitch. Dude, it's in, that is in the fucking trailer for it. That, what I just said is in the trailer for it. Yeah. I, yes. We're halfway through the first episode. And we oh. didn't stop it yet last night because we're like, oh, I'm just, uh, yeah. Is this shit? We, we yeah, no, no. Is the thing, shit? no, that's in it's the trick. That's no, it's the thing is, it's not shit. And what you're, it's going to take you a few, but what, what I love the most, because it is, it, it is sort of like the Big Bang Theory kind of feel, but the shit. No, well, yeah, but the I'm fat, gonna keep, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Dude, what you're going to love is you're going to love Rue. She's the fat lesbian yeah. agent. She gets progressively filthier and meaner and funnier. I swear to God, she's like, she's like a wannabe mean girl. Um, some of her lines are just stupidly funny. And, uh, and I, she's the reason I, I like, I kept watching it going, it's exactly what I was. I kept watching it. Do I like this? I don't know if this is enjoyable, but she consistently cracked me up in a way that I thought, 
I'm kind of looking forward to the next time she fucking busts on somebody because it's just she's just funny. It felt like because Katie and I were watching it last night, and it felt like an expensive oh, it's movie. Oh yeah, writing, the writing was really. It's not good. Ready. It's real. Well, the thing is, it's a series. It's not just a movie. It's a whole series. Yeah. It gets it. Well, what it is, I will say that the 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 entire arc of the series starts off kind of. Then it gets really interesting, and then it ends. What the fuck? So it's 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 an. Now, in, I'm gonna go through it. Yeah, it's it's worth it's worth. Like I said, it's not a high recommendation, but I just have I have great pleasure seeing uh, aging Arnold Schwarzenegger. One of yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite moments, and I'm I, I just like he does some. I'm not gonna tell. You, I don't want to spoil because they actually are pretty fun. He does he does some very interesting funny callbacks to some of the some of his comedy movies that he's done in a way that that just the kindergarten ca- teacher in the first episode he said something where i can't remember the, the actor's name yeah uh, paul rubens probably yeah yeah sure no that's uh, yeah but yeah he says something like yeah kindergarten teachers <laughs> it just makes it dramatic and i immediately was like kindergarten cop and the thing is those are peppered throughout and they yeah. get funnier each time they get yeah. funnier each time in a way that I, I went, okay, he's obviously having fun. The difference yeah. is it's not well-written. It's just sort of fun. And, uh, and I liked it. I liked Fubar. Yeah. I, I, if you don't, if you're not a Schwartz, if you're not a Schwarzenegger Stallone fan, don't fucking bother. But if yeah. you'd like me really love that, then I think it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. All right. And that's the show, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, I'll hit you up next week. Perfect. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.